All right. And we should be live. Hello. Welcome back. This is uh, Uncanny Adventures Twitch channel, and this is the Wretched West Call of Cthulhu adventure. I am back with our intrepid investigators in the Old West on uh, the Dakota territories, and we're going to go around and say hi to everybody and then jump back into our, uh, our adventure. Um, so we're going to start today with Celts. Hello, uh, the Celts on Twitter. I'll be playing Lucas today, the uh, really super tiny gunslinger. Everybody's favorite gunslinger. And Dylan. Okay, question first, Jeanette. Yeah. Did you say Adventurigators? I may have. Who knows? <laughs> I caught that too. I just thought it was really cool new terminology. Like, I mean, I think she just invented I'm okay something. with that, yeah. I'm, I'm all kinds of creative some days, so sure. We're adventurers and investigators. Invent and investigators. investigators. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm Dylan. I play Jeremiah Brown, uh, local man of God. Not like the town's man of God, but he's here, so, you know. Hey. <laughs> Excellent. And how about Jamie? <laughs> I'm Jamie. I'm playing Hudson Devereaux, the deputy sheriff of town, who is easily found because he's gigantic and built and has a lot of guns now. A very intimidating figure now as he enters the picture. And then Brooke. Hi, my name is Brooke. You can find me everywhere on the internet at Theater Nerd. Um, yeah, I, I feel real bad for Stinky Pete right now. Oh, come on. I'm just gonna apologize for what's probably going to happen well you know sneaky pete that's what happens when you're sneaky and uh i'm Jeanette. i'm gonna be playing keeper tonight and going to see uh what kind of shenanigans these guys get up to and if i can surprise them I'd like to surprise them they're nice surprises ah so when last we uh met the investigators had decided with two wounded men amongst them to head back to Pawheaton to get them treated at the doctors and turn them over to the sheriff because both men were wanted for various issues. Um, the, they got a little lost heading back to town, but managed to find the creek eventually and then ran into another one of their little flying friends, these uh, creepy winged translucent giant bug creatures that have been flying around in the mountains. Uh, the They absconded with one of the injured men, the claim jumper, and took him away. But everyone else managed to collect themselves and get back to Pawheaton. Um, we had Lucas, who headed off to turn in the head of one of the claim jumpers to get the bounty. We had Jeremiah and Hudson, who were spending time with the doctor, getting Jed treated, and Jeremiah was checking in with Pharaoh, who a few days ago had an interesting altercation. And definitely didn't say anything creepy. No. Very straightforward gentleman, if I do say so myself. And <laughs> Delilah went on a bit of a shopping spree, purchased a new horse, bought a bunch of items at the general store, flaunted around her new wealth. And is apparently planning at some point to blow up something. Because there was dynamite. Lots of dynamite. And then as she tried to sneak back into the Paw Heaton original, 
through the back door to get upstairs without being noticed, one sneaky peek came around the corner and noticed she was there. So, as we get started, Jeremiah and Hudson, we're going to start with you guys. Um, So, Hudson, you were out in front in the doctor's office as he was Uh uh, making sure the bullet had uh, come out of the wound for Jed. Jed was biting down on a just a thick like stick that he shoved in his mouth. And Hudson was probably trying to like hold him down to help mm-hmm. restrain him so he didn't like jerk and do something. Indeed. Um so you see Jeremiah start to kind of come out from the back and you both hear Pharaoh say, Padre, one more moment please. Oh God. <laughs> you good? You good, oh, Jerry? Yeah, I think so. All right. Got it. Okay, I'll turn around and step back into the room with him. All right. He's, yeah. He's kind of sat himself up a little bit, and he looks at you, and he says, well, you, you being a man of God, I take it that means that you're the honorable sort? I try. Well, I was thinking just now, I'm not exactly sure how long I've been laid up or how long I'm going to be stuck here. Maybe you could do me a favor, Padre. I'm willing to listen. I got me a a little side business that I run. Uh, It's a couple blocks down the street from here. Can't miss it. It's got a little sign out front. It says uh, Pharaoh's Phillies. I need somebody to check on it who's not going to rob me blind. Just... Check on check on my employees and make sure everything's uh running smoothly. I could do that. Yeah. I I'd appreciate that, Padre. You seem like a a nice sort of gentleman. Any any mess did you want me to give your your folks? Uh yeah, just tell them they best be doing business like usual and don't think me being laid up's going to stop me from punishing them if they're not. I will do. And if will. they got if they got a lot of extra money in the till, well, you can just collect that for me and bring it back. Oh. And you tell them they better not have skimmed off the top. Nope. Okay. okay. I, I can do that, Mr. Farrow. Sure. I, I appreciate that, Padre. <laughs> I'm back out of the room. <laughs> so, all right. So, uh, Hudson, you see Jerry come walking back out from behind the kind of curtain that swings there what are you doing everything good jerry yeah oh everything's fine how's the old injured one over there looks like he's gonna be all right so that's good that's good and then i'm gonna have to put him in jail so well that's fair that's fair yeah I mean, <laughs> I mean, he, he did. Kind of... He did shoot me. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It's it's a thing. Yeah. Uh, and he yeah. punched me, and that's a that's that's also probably that is illegal. Here. The that's doctor, a, the doctor looks true. up and says, uh, "I think I think it counts that the man wasn't actually in his right mind, deputy." That is fair. I, I'm sorry. Who's the law person in the room? Okay, well. I mean, you're the law person, but I happen to be the medical expert in attendance. And you hear well, Jed go, Ew, that, that fucking hurts. Hey, Jed, <laughs> shush. I'm going to take you to jail too. Shush. <laughs> what? 
Why are you taking Jed to jail? Well, it's because of this one that that one went all cuckoo. Jed? You sure? Yep. He told us. What evidence do you have that Jed did anything wrong? Jed's a tender soul here. He's always looking out for everybody when he comes to town. Well, I mean, he confessed. The, doc the doctor looks at Jed. He's like, you never confess, Jed. <laughs> <laughs> we did this time. I guess because he had a preacher that he could uh, trust with so, that information. So what, you turned him in after he confessed, preacher? <laughs> God damn it. No, that's not what I meant. He, he told all of us. He told all of us, okay? It wasn't just me, but I, all right, I was Jed, there. Jed, when you, when you give your, your confession to the <laughs> priest, you make sure the lawman ain't standing nearby. And Jed just nods. <laughs> so the doctor looks at it and he's like, well, I'm going to need to keep him here for a little bit while I patch him up. If I can make sure that Jed doesn't run away and he smacks him on the on the arm and Jed's like, mm. he goes, you can uh, go about your business and come pick him up in the morning. All right. Works for me. All right. Don't worry. I'll take good care of him. I'll put him in a bed next to Pharaoh. Um, may, mm. Maybe not do that. No worries. I won't put him in a bed next to Pharaoh. I was just joking. Oh Maybe restrain them if you do. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, yikes. By the way, Hudson, uh, Pharaoh wanted me to go check on side business down the road. So I'm going to go do that. You can come if you'd like or, you know. I'll come. Make sure everything's on the level. All right. All right. So you leave the doctor's office and head out down the street um it's kind of a little bit busy now people are moving about they're doing uh there's some evening shopping and things like that um and you go about two blocks down the road and as you hmm. turn a corner and you can see a tent uh off to one side with a sign that says pharaoh's fillies and you see a couple of um ladies kind of stepping outside kind of dressed up sort of getting the attention of passers-by you also see coming up the street in the other direction from the jail you can see lucas walking in oh. this direction and based on the map it looks like the paw heat and originals down the street too yeah yeah the paw heat and originals uh down the road um a little ways like in the other direction though oh yeah okay yep so All you right. kind of come out into the corner, and, and it's a right to go to Pharaoh's. And the Paw Heaton, you can see it's in at that intersection. And mm -hmm. then you kind of look back to the right, and you can see Lucas kind of meandering through the crowd, having left the jail. Um, Hudson's going to reach over and put his hand over Jerry's eyes. Don't look, Padre. I think we got a house of ill repute here. Oh. Yeah, but it's just a tent, though. So it's a tent. A tent of ill repute. <laughs> He's just going to keep his hand over Jerry's eyes and then wave at Lucas. When you wave, uh, two of the ladies out front give a big wave in your direction. Hey, hey. Married. He's going to like point his hand. Married. That's not a problem. We don't have to tell the missus. Uh, you don't know the missus. Oh, come now, come now. She'll come over here, kill me, and then kill you with my body. <laughs> oh my god. Well, well. That might be entertaining. No, you come on, come on, Jared. He's just gonna start, a dragging. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna start dragging 
Jeremiah with him and walk away. <laughs> so Jeremiah Hudson is dragging you past uh, Pharaoh's Phillies tent. So wait a minute. Is... <laughs> Are the prostitutes outside Pharaoh's Phillies? Yeah, yeah, they're standing right out in front of the sign. Oh. They're the Phillies. I didn't know. Really... I thought you were talking about horses. I, I like, thought it was always like a no. horse. I bought my horse from this man. Is Jeremiah a Catholic? Uh, I think so, yeah. Uh, okay. Well, then, yeah. I was going to say, other priests, man, that's fair game. That's true. Yeah, I'm pretty sure these are the Phillies that are being referred to. Think of that. Oh, I think it. I'll let Hudson drag me along. <laughs> I'm kind of like astonished because I didn't realize what was being asked of me. So Kelts, you see Hudson uh, grabbing Jeremiah and just sort of manhandling him across the way past the Pharaoh's Phillies tent. Kind of reluctantly, um, I'm going to kind of like kind of like I'm distracted like I want to go Robert, to Pharaoh's but to kind of like you know right here. Wh wh where are you fellows going let's go kind of like confused that they're not going where where the uh, the entertainers let's are go. Put your shoes on. Where, well I'm taking Jerry away before he does something he's going to regret <laughs> how do you know he's going to regret it have you seen him and Do you want to be told away from here, Jerry? Well, I, I was asked by Mr. Farrow to look in on his business. I didn't <clears> realize that it was that kind of business. Because I, I got $50 for that head, and part of this is y'all, so... And just I don't think like... that would be... Uh, Come here, Jerry. <laughs> oh. going to push Jeremiah out of Lucas and then just start walking away. <laughs> All right, then. I'm just going to kind of tuck it in my vest pocket and follow you guys wherever you're heading off to. Um, Hudson was going to go to the general. I don't know if anybody else was going to go there or... Yeah, I haven't been down long enough to have my own haunt, so I'm just going to kind of tag along with you guys. I think Jeremiah wants to go find the... Was his name Duffy? The preacher? The preacher, uh, preacher Duffy, so... Yeah, because he wanted to ask him something. Okay, so... Um... Jeanette, can I ask a quick question? Sure. Is Pharaoh's Phillies a legal establishment? I mean, uh, there it it is a a very uh, common business in Paul uh -huh. Eaton. There figured. are actually quite I figured, a few. But I was just like, I should probably double check that before Hudson is just like. <laughs> yes. Um. It is. It is a a legal establishment. Gotcha. Mm. Who right, knows what no. else they might do, but I uh, have ideas, but I'm not. <laughs> All right, so um, the Paul Heaton Trader, the general star store, you know, is a little bit further up, uh, heading in the direction that you're heading past the Phillies. Um, if you want to head that way, Jeremiah, you know that the Reverend Thomas Duffy, he has a congregational tent. That is set up more to the uh, southern end of town. Mm. Uh, it's kind of down across the creek on the other side past. Um, <clears throat> it's past the uh, 
like the gambling houses and the card houses and things like that. So a couple okay. blocks from the main square. All right. No biggie. So are you going to head that way by yourself? Yes. Okay, cool, cool. All right, so uh, Jeremiah kind of splits off. Hudson and Lucas, you guys head up in the direction of the general store. Uh, and meanwhile, Delilah, you have snuck in the back door to be confronted by the wily little sneaky Pete who rounded the corner and looks at you, big grin on his face. Hey there, Delilah. <laughs> When'd you get back? I don't know. It looks like I'm going to my room. Take a wild guess. Uh, you just got back. And somehow I feel like that was a guess for you. Well, yeah, you told me. You told me to guess. She, she, she will actually do that motion. She will <laughs> place her palm in her hand. Oh, all right. <laughs> Delilah, well, are you feeling I... all right? Do you have a headache? Should I go get the doctor? No. I'd like just a peaceful, well, as peaceful of a night as I possibly can have in this tavern. Oh. Alone. Well, where'd you get off to? Because I was curious, because I came looking to talk to you last night, and you weren't here. Talk to me about what? I don't know. I was bored, and I don't like talking to Jack. He usually threatens me with a shotgun if I talk too long. There's a long, long, silent pause to the point where it starts to get awkward. And she doesn't say a word. He stands there and he's just smiling for a little bit and he waits and then he's like, All right, I'm, I'm getting the feeling like I get when Jack's about to pull out the shotgun. Well, at least there's some brains in your head. Well, Jack tells me there ain't no brains in my head. I mean, I often wonder myself. But he does tell me that he'll he'll put a hole in there just to double check and make sure. I think she's still wearing a gum belt. One of the, the gum belt she picked up from the Owens brothers as a bandolier right now. And she's real tempted to do it herself. But she also doesn't want to be outside of out of a job. <laughs> so, like, she's she's got a lot of things and she just chooses not to say much of anything oh hey where where'd you go when you did you you went outside town did you did you run into swede when you were out there and uh you know that swede is uh swede nielsen he's another one of jack's guys that works for him wasn't exactly looking for him do i need to keep my eye out for him Oh, I was just looking around for him. Uh, like we had a bet going, and and I actually won, and he's supposed to pay me back two dollars, and uh, he ain't been back yet that I seen in like maybe like four days. So I was just uh hoping to check in and get my two dollars. Delilah pulls out a piece of gold, which is probably a small one, like the smallest she has, which I'm going to assume is worth more than two dollars, and she's just gonna stick it in his hands. Stupid. Train's coming into town. Delilah, where'd you get that gold? Whoa, that's, that, you're right, the train is, wait, there ain't no train tracks going through town. Delilah, what is that ghost train? What is that ghost train? Delilah, 
It stopped. I can't hear it no more. I think you're dead. No, oh, oh, there it is. I think you're dead. You're imagining me and that piece of gold in your hands. And yeah. I if I if I have to roll, I don't think I have to roll to make him believe. Anyway, I'm going with this story. You see him cup the gold and he's like, well, currently this gold feels mighty real and, and because I don't want it to disappear, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna leave you, you be, Delilah, and I'm gonna go, uh, uh, I'm gonna go, uh, d worry about some other business I gotta take care of. You're welcome. Well, thank you very much. And he- Normally people pay me for my companionship. Just remember that for the future. Well, I ain't never been able to afford that, but maybe now I can. Uh, yep, maybe now you can. It makes a mental note to raise her prices just for Stinky Pete. And you hear um from the main room, you hear like uh boot steps, and Pete looks over his shoulder and is like, oh shit, I don't want Jack to catch me with this. And he is like sticking it in his pocket and running out the back door as fast as he can. But now I have a Jack problem. Yay. Okay. Well, you hear the footsteps, but you don't see Jack yet. And Pete absconds quickly out the side door. I I think at this point, any chance of sneaking to her room un, like, unannounced is pretty much good and gone. That It's probably best not to piss off her employer. That is up to you. If you want to try, I would let you roll a stealth roll to try to uh, slip upstairs. I don't think she cares that, okay. that much at the moment. Uh, so, as you kind of decide not to go, you hear the footsteps, and then you hear, Who's back there? It's just me, Jack. Oh, Delilah, darling, you're back. I thought I'd be seeing you last night. You know, you missed a shift. Uh, yeah, sure did, boss. He rounds the corner and kind of gives you a smile. Which, whenever Jack smiles, it's more like a leering grin. Uh-huh. He says, well, how was your excursion? More profitable than any night at... No, she, she stops. <laughs> um... It, it was an excursion. I'm all ears. I don't get to go out and visit the uh, prospecting sites as much as I once did. Anything interesting I should know? Um, she pauses for a minute. She's going to tell him that it has been rather uneventful and that he should be happy he's staying in town. Oh, uh, well, I mean, I suppose I, it is more lucrative nowadays for me because most people just bring me their money. I mean, why work for it if you don't have to? It's true, dear. It's true. But you look like you could use a relaxing bath, maybe a hot meal, maybe a little company. Um, 
really what I could use is a night off. Oh, really? A another night off, you say? I was hoping so. <sighs> Delilah, you know, I care about you, darling. You know you're my favorite, right? I mean, you make that pretty obvious. But, I mean, what what good is it if if you can't bring in the money like I need you to? And and you're so good at keeping the other girls in line and showing them exactly what professionalism is. And a professional knows when they need to take a night off. Hmm. I'm going to do you no good if you put me out in that bar tonight. Why don't you roll me... You can roll me uh, Persuasion or if you want to try to charm him. It's exactly the same well, roll. I love it. Um... I think she's been batting her eyelashes this entire time. So I'll take my hard success or my success. He uh, he leans in and he uh, just kind of takes you by the chin and he flicks your nose and he's like, see, that's the thing I, I like about you, Delilah. You even can make me have a change of heart. I agree. You should take the night off. Relax. And then tomorrow, you'll be back to regular old Delilah. In fact, why don't I buy you a new dress? Sure. Can I take care of that in the morning? Of course. Darling, go up to bed. Don't you worry your mind about anything tonight. She just lets out a sigh. And carries this gun that Jack clearly didn't care to ask about up to her. He did seem to uh, leave a few questions there. All right. So you, you disappear upstairs. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, upstairs, it's pretty quiet. Um, most of the girls have gone downstairs and they're probably getting ready in the back downstairs before the night's rush. Um... Do you do anything special or do you just turn in for the night? Um, I think she has a journal that she recounts her, her important things that have happened in her life, like the past two nights or the past two days. And she'll write in there about the bug people and the Sasquatch and the Spanish German in in conquistador inquisitor dude. Um, and let's see what else. Oh, about this out or about the, the walking dead and about how she almost fired at her friends or no, she fired at her friends, almost shot them. And she bought a new horse. All black horse named Shadow. Alright. So as Delilah is sitting and writing in her journal, we come back to Lucas and Hudson as you make your way up the street and you head into the general store where the gentleman inside is 
looks like he's filling a large order. Uh, he's kind of collecting items and sort of piecing together different things. And you see him kind of stop and look through a shelf and kind of pull out some things before he turns and sees you. And he turns around and he says, <clears throat> Evening, gents. What can I do for you? Evening, sir. I'm looking for some ammo. Well, ammo we have in spades. What kind do you need, son? He's just gonna, like, pull out the empty guns and just set them down. Like, I need enough for these and some more to spare. Hmm. All right, all right. What are you, uh... What are you up to these days, deputies? How's things around town? And you know, Hudson, you don't know this guy very well, but you know his name is Mordecai. And uh, he is one of Jack's uh, lackeys who has taken on the role of running the general store in Jack's place. Well, you know, Mordecai, Jack and Walter button heads, and I'm just trying to keep the peace as best as I can. Oh, why do you got to go and keep the peace? The more that they butt heads and the more that things get broken or things get shot at, the more business I have coming my way. Well, the more people also could potentially die. So if you want me to put that on you too, I gladly... No, no, now, now, deputy. That is... I am not responsible for that, that at all. I'm just saying, you know, if you let them, if you let them sort it out, it leaves you with... With less headaches in the long run. You know? Yeah, and it leaves you with more business. I ain't dumb. I don't mind the business. The more business I bring in, the happier my employers would be, sir. Well, it looks like you're doing pretty good for yourself, and he's going to point towards the large order being filled. Yeah, I had a customer come in earlier this evening was looking for a lot of items. This is only a little bit of it so far. She took some of it, and I'm uh, packing up the rest for delivery tomorrow. Well, that's going to be one very, he's going to cut, what, what does he have that's visible that Hudson can see? Um, so there's a variety of like gear. It looks like gear to like, uh, go out and be out on the, the road for a while. There's also, um, a large crate that has the word, uh, caution printed across it that he has kind of slid out into the corner. Well, Looks like whoever it is is going to be pretty well armed there. Yeah, I don't ask too many questions. I mean, I assume they got reasons for uh, for what they, uh, they need everything for. So I just fill the order and I uh, move on from there. Well, that's good to hear, Mordecai. I do my best, deputy. And he looks over his shoulder now, noticing Lucas, and he's like, um, I don't know your friend. Hello there. My name is uh, Mordecai. I run things around here. Mordecai Albertson, that is. Pleased to meet you, Mordecai. My name is Lucas. Say, uh, that big order there, that they wouldn't have drained you out of all your shooting irons by chance, would it? Uh, no, sir. Not drained at all. We've got uh, plenty of uh, things here. And if there's something we don't have, you don't worry. I can order it in for you. No worries there. Not looking for anything super fancy, but maybe just a little fancy, something shiny. Revolver of some kind with a belt to go with it. A revolver with a belt. All right, so I need some ammunition for the deputy and a revolver with a belt. And he kind of goes walking back, looking around. A shiny revolver. 
shiny revolver. Something Let's that see. looks like uh, if an angel were to shoot you with it, it'd be the kind of gun an angel would use to shoot you. Hmm. You know, something real breathtaking. Says, all right, all right, let me look here. He's like, how do you like a Remington? A nice Remington. I got I got uh two of them in in my last uh my last delivery. I think we'll probably just need one, but what's that going to set me back with the uh, holster and belt? And then I'd like to have something, if you can uh, either burn it or stitch it into the holster, I'd like some initials put into the holster as well. Well, altogether, if you pick up that Remington uh, and you get the belt with that, uh, I could sell it for $16. Okay, I would like to put that order in, please. All right. And on the holster, I would like WWJD put on the holster. All right. And then, of course, some extra ammunition to go onto the belt for it as well. Excellent, excellent. I can do that as well. Uh, the extra ammunition will set you back. Uh, it's going to be uh, $3 for the ammunition for you and another 3 for the ammunition for the deputy. Um. Three dollars. I mean, this is official deputy uh, business. You know what? In fact, <clears throat> put the deputy's ammunition on on my tab because I've got this head money, you see, and it's burning a hole right in my pocket. So I happily pay for the deputy's ammunition, and then I'm going to need some ammunition for myself as well for the uh, for the rifle and for uh, for uh, what what do I have? Forty fives. I think so. Extra ammunition for two of my revolvers. Are you holding the head up still? No, I do. I, I dumped it off the That's pig right. farm. That's right. You did. Yeah. Um, so he, he says, um, all right. All right. So yeah. So in total you're with the 15, 16 plus the six. Uh, so it's going to be $22 for all of that. Now one, one more thing I'd like to add on there. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Some kind of a Derringer like a smaller weapon with like an ankle holster. Hmm. Something nice, something something a lady might sport. Let's see, let's see. Oh, what do we have here? And he starts kind of looking through his stock and he's like, um, oh, I do have, and he pulls out a little 44 Derringer. I do, okay. I do have this right here. This will run you about $2. So I'll take that either with an ankle or a thigh holster. All right, so that's going to be two, three... And uh, if you want some ammo for that one, I'll charge it. Uh, so, uh, an even four dollars for the Derringer with the with the, some ammo and uh, a holster. Okay, you got yourself a goddamn deal. Thank you very much. Well, this has been a very lucrative night for the general store. Let me tell you. Sure sounds like it, Mordecai. <sighs> Can I do anything else for you, gentlemen, this evening? I think I'm good. All right. All right sounds sounds good and uh well you all have a wonderful evening sir i will get that uh that initials uh that that i have someone who can do that work for me i'll talk to them this evening after i close up and we'll get that ready and uh if you want to stop by tomorrow morning after maybe ten thirty in the morning i should probably be able to have them do do that up pretty quick okay all right ten thirty. excellent excellent you all have a a very good evening then and uh, come back anytime to the, the general store and we will take care of you. You too, Mordecai. Stay out of trouble. Excellent. Good night.
So, little Jer- do the boys know Delilah was already there. Mm. So Jeremiah, yeah. you you leave uh, Hudson and Lucas. You walk back down the street. You pass by the Phillies on your way back by. They hoot and holler in your direction. And make the sign of the cross. One of them is like, Father, oh, hey, Father, where are you going so fast? Why don't you come back and visit? Church. Maybe I want to make confession. Maybe later. <laughs> so you, you hurry past and head down the street. You pass the main intersection of town, uh, the Paul Heaton original. You see uh, they're, they're firing up the, the lights outside. The mm. uh, Penny Bakers is kicking up. They've got the doors open. You know, all the well-to-do dressed guests are starting to kind of make their way in there. And you continue on down around the corner. You cross over the little creek. You pass by uh, one of the other local gambling houses as you go. Jock's House of Cards. And it's a, it's just a big tent. And you can smell tobacco. And you can definitely smell the smell of like whiskey and other alcohols. And there's already a, a lot of yelling and swearing coming from inside. Um, you're, you're pretty much aware, like, uh, this is the gambling house where you want to stay away if you don't want to deal with thieves and cutthroats and backstabbers. Oh, <laughs> great. And uh, you pass by, and up ahead you can see uh, the tent that doubles as the congregation for the Assembly of God Church, where Reverend Thomas Duffy holds his sermons. And, in fact, you do notice as you're heading up that way that there do seem to be a handful of people kind of in the tent and you start to hear Duffy kind of, it sounds like he's uh, maybe given a small sermon this evening as you approach. All right. That sounds about right. What do you want to do? Uh, well, I'll probably wait till he's done uh, prosthetizing for the evening or for the moment. Um, right. I wanted to just ask him about the, Bigfoot, because I know he was getting like a posse together, right? He he did seem uh, when you last talked or when you last saw him that he was trying to uh, rabble rouse and uh, get everyone kind of up in arms about going. Hmm. Okay. So yeah, I'll wait for it till he's done and then see if I can talk to him. All right. So while you wait, uh, he, he kind of has maybe about 15 or 16 people kind of in the tent. Uh, some standing, some sitting, and he's up at the front, and as you walk in, he says, The Lord is going to rain down in fire and brimstone on this town and other towns like it. The sin and the debauchery that happens here. A flood will come, and it will wash away all the sinners. But those who are faithful to the Lord above, those, they will be lifted up by the angels on wings, and carried, carried into the sky, into the heavens above. But you must be honorable, and you must be faithful, and you must be true believers. So you must go out into the streets, and you must preach the good word of the Lord. And stay away from all of the whorehouses, and the saloons, and any other debauchery that happens here. And keep yourself pure and faithful for our Lord. And when the time comes, and my, my brothers and sisters, the time is coming, and it's coming soon. You will be ready to be saved while the rest are washed away in the power of our Lord. 
go. It is late. Go see your families. Take care of yourselves. If any of you need to speak to me, if any of you feel that you are not strong in your faith, I'm here for you. And we together will rise up on the wings of these angels. Peace be with you, my brothers and sisters. Blessed be. And they start to kind of get up and depart and sort of walk by. And he starts kind of like cleaning up at the front where his table is and putting a couple books aside. Okay. <laughs> I think I'll, uh, I think I'll approach at that point. So he picks up a stack of like three or four books and moves them on to the side of the table. And then he sees you approaching and looks up and he says, Ah, Father, how are you this evening? Hi, Reverend. Uh, you know, I'm doing all right. I've done better. It is, it is nice to see you. I, I caught sight of you at the back of my congregation this evening. I don't I don't always see you. I did see you the other day in my, my, when I was talking to those sinners in the Paul Heaton original. How are you? You did, you ended up in that altercation that happened. Oh, yeah, I'm fine from that. Uh, me and some, some uh, companions of mine went out to deal with some, some business. Uh, we uh, might have seen one of those those ape men you were talking about earlier. You saw them? Yeah, and I don't mean to alarm you, but uh, might have seen something related to your little your little speech there, Reverend. Uh, you saw you saw what? You saw an angel? Or did you see a sign? Did you two see a sign of the impending apocalypse that is coming? I just might have. Yeah. Uh, I, I sort of make sure there's no one around and lean in. I'm like, I think I saw Beelzebub. Just, you know. Father, I think you may be on the road to true belief. I think I wasn't sure when you first came to town. I worried. I worried for your for your soul. I wasn't sure if you were a true a true believer or a false prophet to these people, but I am I am encouraged by these words and by what you have seen. You know, Reverend. Yes. Uh, now that I think about it, I I have seen an angel before. Actually. You have. It was uh, not recently, mind you. This is when I was I was serving in the war a while back. You ever you ever hear about the Battle of Shiloh? I I have heard. I don't know uh, much about it, but I I will hear more if you want to speak on it. <laughs> well, uh, it was it was it was bloody. <laughs> Before Gettysburg, it was probably the worst. That's what the that's what the the men who write the books say. Anyway. Uh, and uh, I was there. And a lot of us, a lot of us got left on that battlefield <laughs> all night, actually. And I, I, I swear on my word as a man of God that I saw one of the Lord's messengers that evening. And he, 
saved me from the fires of hell and he saved a lot of us from hell that that night and i <laughs> the things that i saw when i went out with my companions it reminded me of that and it reminded me i don't want to see that again not until i i've done my duty here on this earth and go to join him in his in his kingdom preacher well i think the time to to join him in his kingdom is coming soon and those of us who believe in him we need to shepherd those other true faithful so that they're prepared when it comes because when the flood waters flow we don't want the the faithful washed away and those angels they will bear us up and take us and we will see things in the heavens in the stars and beyond that we can't see on our own not without the blessings that can be given by our lord i agree uh i was wondering if you might know more about where these these ape men are well from from what i i'm hearing they uh are up in the hills they're yeah. attacking and destroying prospecting sites that's why all these these prospectors and other people who have been on the road have been disappearing because these monsters swoop in and they rip them apart feed well, them to their young Riven, i i don't know if that's true it it looked like the, these ape men as we would call them were actually uh, antagonistic towards this Beelzebub fellow that I saw. No, I, I, you meant you must have been mistaken in what you witnessed. They must have been muddling with your mind, because possible they are they are broken servants. They those that they once served they betrayed, and so they are fallen, and so they now encourage the rest of us to fall like they fell. But we must stand strong with the true God. Mm. You understand, don't you, brother? I I do. I do. Uh, well, I wish you luck, uh, Reverend, um, in saving these these sinners. They certainly mm. are. Well, if you if you work with me, son, then we can save them together. <laughs> I plan on it. I, I I plan on saving this whole town, hopefully. I don't know if this whole town is able to be saved. I don't know about Jack and Pennebaker, but... They're just uh, one piece of the, the deeper, deeper problem here. Mm. I'm not going to fight them, guys. <laughs> We're not going to get into a wrestling match. <laughs> Preacher fight. <laughs> Who on earth would suggest such a thing? <laughs> I, uh, I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wish him well for the evening, and probably head out and tell him that I, uh, I'm gonna look more into it as my part of this fight against evil. Well, my brother, if you have any questions or if you are in need of guidance yourself, I have seen the light and the true way that is before us. But take 
not long to come to terms with what you need to do on this path, because time is very short. Great. <laughs> the Lord says so. Time is quickly ticking away. Okay. Well, good luck to you. And you. Evening. Evening. And he picks up his other books and he moves them aside as you walk away and head out. So, where are you all going? Jeremiah, we'll start with you. Like, where are you going when you leave the tent? Part of me wants to go back to, like, whatever tent I had. Because mm -hmm. I want to consult, like, books okay. on stuff and see if I can find anything that might be useful. Because, I mean, Jeremiah has, like, religious books, but he also has, like, occult books mm -hmm. that he doesn't talk about very much. So, All right, so yeah. you you leave and you head back uh, a little bit, like you kind of cross the main street, you go back across the creek. You kind of have a tent in a in a little bit nicer section, away from <laughs> away God. from the cutthroats and and the bandits and things like that. So you can you can make your way back and uh, kind of slip into your personal tent to kind of look through your stuff. Hmm. Uh, so meanwhile, what are Hudson and Lucas doing? Well, all, lawman, what, what, uh, what do you suggest now? I mean, is there something we can do past the time, or do you think there's something we should do that is uh, of most importance? Um, we know the other preacher guy was talking about the ape man. Uh, I don't, I don't know what else we can do for now. I mean. Delilah's in no shape to do anything for a while. Just let her rest it up. So maybe we just spend the evening doing whatever we do and regroup in the morning. Well, that sounds reasonable. I think I'm going to go poke in and see what Jack's been up to. All right, you do that. I'll go check on Walter. Uh, I might want to remind you, you should probably go. It sounds like your wife, I have not met her, but... uh. Sounds like she might want to hear from you, too. Uh, after Walter. Well, you be careful, old man. You and too. we'll see you later. I'm going to head over to Jack's. Yeah, no, Hudson's going straight to his house. <laughs> he was just saying <laughs> that to be like, I want to go see my wife. <laughs> All right, so Hudson, Hudson heads down the street, and as Lucas kind of, like, splits off and heads into the Paul Heaton original, Hudson walks past Penny Breakers and keeps going and heads I for home. I would have like an actual are there any structure houses? Yes, there are. There, There's tents, there's lean-tos, there's some people who just camp out, but there are also houses that have been built. Okay, because I feel like Hudson would have an actual house mm -hmm. since he's the deputy sheriff. It's probably not a nice house, but like a one-room place. It's, yeah, it's probably something that at some point you either hired somebody to put up or you took some time before you were conscripted into being a deputy and we're kind of doing it. Maybe you haven't finished it yet because now you've been busy. Yeah. The yeah, locals refer to it as the part of town that's old money. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, Hudson's heading straight to his house to see his wife. Because so, she will kill him otherwise. Mm, 
she she may want to already um so yeah so hudson you kind of wander down the street heading home uh and lucas you walk into the paul heaton original and it's uh business is already picking up there's uh, a handful of people at the bar a couple of tables are full there's a few card games already going a couple of dice games and uh jack is kind of leaning behind the bar his arms crossed and he kind of looks over as you come in and cocks an eyebrow in your direction and just sort of gives a nod familiarity i return the nod sit down at the uh, first open stool i can find at the bar and order a whiskey whether it be from jack or whoever's tending bar but no whiskey please jack uh, walks over he kind of motions the bartender who's going over away pulls out a whiskey bottle takes out two glasses and pours and then slides a drink in front of you and he says i see you made it back in one piece <laughs> Well, not just myself, but uh, your charge came back in one piece. I don't know if you've noticed yet or not, but uh, I did what you asked of me to the I, best of my ability. I did see uh, Delilah <clears throat> came in a bit earlier today and not too long ago. And, uh, in fact. It probably would have been better served for you to ask her to watch my back, but it, when everything washed out, she came back safely, which I believe was your intention. Delilah's a uh, capable lady. I, uh, I appreciate her and, uh, I don't think I could run things around here without her, though you're not to tell her I said that. She probably knows already, Jack, but um, yeah, you won't hear it from me. So what happened on your excursion? Did you, uh, I didn't get a chance to talk to Delilah too long. She was tired and I believe she's, a. Uh, excused yourself to go and rest after your journey but did you find that piece of shit that poisoned f my man over there pharaoh well we found jed mm -hmm. whether or not jed's a piece of shit that's to be determined he did uh he did kind of put his well, being on the line to protect a lot of us that went out there. So I don't know, we don't know enough to, to make that determination whether or not he's a piece of shit. Well, uh, you went to collect Jed. It's just that I've seen things and what we saw in the last couple of days is going to keep me from sleeping well for, for quite a while. So you went to collect Jed, but you ran into something other than Jed? Whole lots of somethings. That's correct. I'd be interested in knowing a bit more. And he pours more into your glass. No offense, Jack, but I don't know you very well. And I need to process what we saw a little bit more. And uh, once I have a better idea what we actually saw, I, I might come and, and share that information with you. But for right now, I just want a whiskey and somewhere to go to sleep for as long as my mind will let me sleep. Well, the problem with that is that you see, you may not know me very well, but this is all of mine. I let Penny Banker over there think that he's got some say in what goes on. It keeps things interesting. But I founded this town, and this town rises and falls on my say-so. And if there's something more going on, I should be the first to know. I shouldn't have to wait for information. I respect that, but 
if it's contingent on me telling you what I know or me sleeping out in the wilderness with my horse, I've done that before and have no problems doing it again. So if you can't respect my wishes to be quiet and have a nice evening, which I, I am very much in the need of, then I will be saying goodnight to you, sir, and go on my way. He kind of looks you up and down. He's got this steely kind of serious look. He's not, he's not smiling. He just has like the straight kind of scowl on his face. And then he stands up straight and he's just kind of laughs. He's, <laughs> I actually like your style. But I'm willing to put you up for the night, seeing as you did me a service by keeping an eye on Delilah. I know she's capable, but it never hurts to have somebody watching your back. But when you get your head together on things, I'd better be the first to know what it is that's got both you and Delilah in such a tizzy. Well, for all I know, it could just be uh, exposure or lack of sleep. So... Yeah, if there's anything I feel like I need to share with you, I will definitely share it, Jack. He leans in real close and he's like, Come clean. Did you see the ghost? Is that what this is all about? No, I did not see any ghost. All right. I can respect that then. But don't hold out on me. My patience only goes so far. Duly noted. I just don't want to tell anything to this guy until I talk to the rest of the group. <laughs> so he he will, uh, he kind of gives you one more drink and then he goes off to handle other business and you're left sitting at the bar by yourself. That's probably where I'll be until I pass out. All right. Hudson, do you have any business you want to go over as to what's going on when you get home to see your, your lovely wife? The lovely mini. I don't know anything that's appropriate to say on this stream, so we're just going to end it with We're that. just going to fade. <laughs> As the door opens, it fades to black. Everything gets scrambled, and you're like, what? I can't see anything. What is that? Oh, my God. That's... <laughs> and uh, so, Jeremiah, as you have headed back to your tent. Yeah. What are you doing? This evening, or are you going oh, to sleep? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking through my books. You know, mm -hmm. I don't know, I don't know specifically like what kind of books he has, but I think he's after after having seen an angel and stuff. I think he got really into like the occult mm -hmm. and started like like oh seances stuff like that. So I think he has books on all kinds of weird things that he's just sort of leafing through looking to see if there's any mention of like oh giant mosquito oh bigfoot okay hmm. all right yeah so you probably have um like various like full-size books you probably also have some of those like little dime novels that they used to yeah. put out with like stories and yeah. stuff too um why don't you roll me uh an occult check those were penny dreadfuls, right? I think, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'll spend the four luck for... Oh, no, sorry. I'm dumb. Nope, you've you got a yep, success there. Yep. I got it. I'm dumb. 
I mean, if you want to spend four luck. <laughs> <laughs> that is entirely up to you, my friend. I thought I thought four would be a hard success, but that was just a success. I'm dumb. <laughs> All right. So you, you were kind of flipping through and you're looking for uh, kind of information. And um, you do come across in one of the the small novels that you have there it's a, a story and it's sort of told in like um about an uprising of these bigfoots that turned against their enslavers who brought them here that, that they're from another world and were brought here as uh hard labor and they fought back against those that had held them captive and made them do this and broke away and made their own sort of communities. Mm. Their goal was to stay hidden from those that had enslaved them. But if they found opportunities to sort of go back and, and wreak havoc on their captors, they would do so. Um, and uh, there's mention of how their captors, who were described as these beautiful, uh, multicolored, like, angelic wing creatures, would come and go through the, uh, the solid wall of, of rock itself and could transport themselves to another world and oh, back God. again. And that okay. was how they dragged they they brought them through from where they from their home, and brought them to this new place. My God. Okay. Interesting. Mm -hmm. All right. <laughs> That's more than I thought I was gonna get out of it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Shoot. All right. Interesting. The, now does the does the thing? I assume not, because it's like a little dime novel, but. Uh, would it have any information on like how these Bigfoot things communicate? Like, I assume they have a language which I obviously wouldn't speak if they're from another planet, but... Um, so your impression in this is that um, they seem to communicate through like more hand signal and sort of that kind of thing. They don't seem to, to express in a language. Okay. Alright. Interesting. I will make a mental note. Okay. So. Hmm. So everyone has gone about their business and has gone off to bed for the evening. And you guys all sleep and wake in the morning. And Delilah, you, you wake, um, you actually, as you wake up, you feel much better this morning than you have for like the last day or so. Your, uh, your head feels clear. Um, you don't feel as muddled about things that happened. You don't feel sort of out of sorts like you were feeling the day before. So you think a good rest has, uh, helped you to recover. So what are you doing first thing this morning? Um, I think, because I'm assuming her chest is bruised 
and I'm imagining it being right across the sternum because maximum ouch. Um, I think before she does anything else, she's gonna wrap her chest as to compress and what's the word I'm looking? Support her ribs as best as possible. She's not like super, super medically smart. That mm-hmm. was not what her schooling was in. Um, she was schooled more in performing and and that stuff. Um, and then I think she puts on what I can only assume to be a somewhat ragged dress at this point, based on the events of the past two days. Um, and and she'll go down to the bar, assuming she'll find Jack. Um, so as you open your door to go down, you actually are, you find as you open it, um, there is a dress hanging on the outside of your door. Like a brand new dress, just kind of hanging there. Okay. Um, I think she'll go back in. Um, I'm assuming she wears a corset, so she probably actually has one of the other girls. Like, I don't know if it's the corset is built into the dress or it's something she wears underneath. Um, but she probably has one of the other more junior girls. Um, since Delilah has pretty much been here since the beginning. Um, tie her into it. Yep. So you Uh, can, you have, uh, when you like look around real quick, you see, um, this younger girl who's maybe about 17. Her name is Calliope and she's this cute little brunette who's sort of going by as you are taking the dress off the door. Like, Oh, can, can I get your help for a minute? Clippy. Oh, um, sure, Delilah. Absolutely. So normally I can I can put these on by myself. Um. Let's just say when we were out bringing Jed back, there was a little bit of a tussle. Are you all right? I'll be fine. I feel much better than I did y- yesterday. Last yesterday afternoon, last night. When I came back into town. Are you sure you shouldn't go talk to the doc and make sure that everything's good? I think she'll take her hands on the cheeks of the poor girl or the young girl. Just be like, leave this to me to worry about. I got a firm rifle butt to the, to the sternum or to the, she'll, She'll motion without touching, because I realize that's a very me thing, poke the bruise, Um, to right here. It'll be fine. It's a bruise. There's not a whole lot the doctor can do. Oh, all right. I just, you know, if anything was broken. I don't think there's much the doctor can do. I, I appreciate your care and concern. What I need your help with. It's mm-hmm. the corset. Oh, that's going to hurt a lot, isn't it? Well, we're going to tie it just tight enough that we give the girls a little lift, but not so tight that it hurts. All right. So she will help you. Uh, and she is very careful as she, you know, gently ties you into the corset without injuring you. I think Delilah will take like a sheet or a piece of lace or something 
just so she doesn't scream out because I anticipate this still hurts regardless of how carefully it is done. And it takes her a little extra time because every time you make any kind of noise that it hurts, she's reacting to it like, no, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Keep, keep going. And she, uh, and she does. She gets you uh, laced in as good as you can. There is definite soreness from the, uh, the pressure of it, but you're fine. You're, you're tough. You got this. Then I think she goes, she'll go down to the bar. And, well, she'll say thank you, Calliope. Um, you're, you're, you have a very, um, delicate hand. Oh, thank, thanks, Delilah. I'm glad I could help. And she, she kind of heads off in uh, the other direction. So, Delilah, you head downstairs. Uh, Lucas, you also stayed at the Pahitan original last night. I don't think I would have made it up to a room. Okay. <clears throat> I think, uh, as Delilah comes downstairs, she's going to see me, like, what would have been in a position for me to hassle the piano player about what he was playing the whole night, but, like, kind of slumped over the piano with one hand, the other hand kind of dangling down, but passed thoroughly out, leaning against the piano. Well, now Delilah gets a little smile on her face because she's going to open up the piano. And I think she's had the pianist start to teach her some ragtime. So it's very fast, very loud, and not very good. So with your head up against the piano, suddenly there's ding, 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 (laughs) ding. No, it wasn't me. And, And he probably like would kick off and go backwards in his chair. Good morning, Lucas. Jeez. What the... Who taught you to play like that? The pianist. Oh. So I'm assuming I... I I didn't make it up to my room then? I'm guessing not unless you fell back asleep. Is that the ice cream man I hear? Oh, sorry. Well, it's it's an ice cream burrow trailer. Oh, the donkeys are pulling around the ice cream truck. Gotcha. That's actually what the piano music sounded like you were playing. (laughs) She switched over now that she woke you up to a nice little jingle. She probably knows, like, a actual piece she could play well, but that wasn't the point. It literally was to wake up Lucas. Well, that that was... I wish I could say it was a a pleasant awakening, but, uh... Oh, my head hurts. Would it have been better? Well, maybe you shouldn't have drank so much that you passed out in the bar. I only remember drinking like four, five of them. Five. Four four of them? Lucas, count the fingers you put up. Yeah. Yeah, five of them. (laughs) Oh, buddy. I thought we were going to take it easy last night. Or maybe that was just my plan. Well, that, that was me taking it easy. Oh, I am just going to only acknowledge the existence of my cup of coffee for just a little bit. <laughs> Sounds good. Lucas is little, I like to remind everybody, so it doesn't take a whole lot, but he drinks like he's two or three times his size. 
<laughs> That's right. I, his hangover headache is like 20 times his size because of math. Yep, that's how math works, I'm yeah. sure. Yep. Um, and Delilah's going to go look for Jack, specifically. All right, so you look around down here, and Sneaky Pete is behind the bar, and you don't see Jack, so he may not have gotten up yet this morning. Oh, she really doesn't want to go talk to Pete. You know where Jack's bedroom is. I don't know if she wants to do that either. Um... <laughs> Although she does want to have a private conversation with him. I think she's going to sneak upstairs. All right. You make your way upstairs and you know that Jack's room is kind of down the hall. It's on the right hand side next door to his office that he keeps upstairs. She'll knock on the door. Jack, it's me. You hear uh, like there's a pause for beat and he's like, well, come in, darling. I mean, it's not polite to just barge in without knocking on the door first so uh she'll open the door so i might need some more time off he he's like walking uh back around toward the like edge of his bed it looks like he may have just been had used the chamber pot and he's in like uh you know the pajamas that go from like his ankles up the full body with the little uh butthole with the buttons and uh, he he kind of turns around and he uh, scratches his rear end and he looks at you and he's like, more time off, you say. This is getting a little, uh, a little ridiculous, Delilah. I mean, I, I don't mind uh, the occasional adventure or need to go off and find something more interesting to do. But what could be more important than providing service to our customers here? You have plenty of girls. But they plenty are not Delilah. Capable girls. Capable. But do I none really of, want just capable? Them, none of them can be as good as me. I get it, Jack. But there is a threat to this town that I can't tell you about right now. A threat to the town, you say? Why, why are why are so many people in the last day telling me that they can't tell me things? I'm because the person that you should you be believe, able to talk to. I don't think you believe half, 90% of what I've seen. Delilah, I've seen a ghost, for God's sake. Have he you was, seen the dead rise up and walk towards you? I mean, isn't that what a ghost is? Sure. Only... It had a corporeal form. Like the body got up and walked. That, that is what I said, Jack. Do you believe me? Do you think I'm crazy? Um, well. Exactly. I don't think you believe me. Where, where exactly did you see and who exactly did you see get up and walk after they were already dead? Um... Some prospector? Well, specificity would be good, because Delilah, if they are in fact dead, that is something that I might be interested in as far as that is a claim that is left unclaimed. Uh, well, that is not true, because I have the paperwork, it's my claim now. And, and, and whose was it before it was yours, darling? 
Because, you know, you do have to report these things to me. There is uh, official documentation. I've got to track the uh, transition of ownership to the claim. It is the Owens Brothers' claim. He sits down on the edge of the bed and looks at you. And what happened to the Owens Brothers? Because, I mean, if one of them is dead there are other brothers there were actually three if i was counting correctly as well as their cousin and their friend who were also part of that the owens brothers and their friends are the walking dead and they are trapped in the mine where i'd prefer they stay lest anyone else from the town turns into a walking dead delilah and I'm 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 not judging. I'm just asking. Um, did you get too much sun, my dear? See, I told you you wouldn't believe me. No, it's not that. I just I want to make sure that you're you're all right. These um, I mean, definitely tall tales. But I think that you believe you saw what you say you saw. I know I saw what I said I saw. Maybe I should get some of the boys together and they can take a ride no out. No one is going near the mine. It is mine. No, I will bring you the paperwork. I have it in my room. That, that's fine, Delilah. I am not questioning your right to the claim. You don't have to worry about that right now. You can't, you can't get in anyway. I set dynamite to explode the entrance of the mine and detonated it. Well, why would you close a perfectly good silver mind? Because there are walking dead that want to be your friend and eat you. I see. Well, it'll be kind of hard to prove that they're actually walking and dead if they're buried in a mine, Delilah. Well, do I need to prove it to have the ownership transferred into my name? Oh, no, no. That, if you, if you have the paperwork... Other... There are three other people who who saw the same thing I did. Let me guess. One of them's that gentleman, Lucas, who couldn't tell me some things last night. I suspect he wanted to talk to the rest of us, yes. I see. And the other two you left here, did you took the deputy and that young, young padre there, didn't you? Maybe. Hmm. Well... I mean, I would like to hear all about whatever befell you during the day that you were gone. If you want to wait and talk to the rest of them, I can join you. We can have a powwow about what's going on. We need to speak amongst ourselves first. Jack. You know, Delilah, if it was anyone else, I might say no, because I don't trust them. But you, and he gets up and he walks over, he says... I know that you'll tell me everything. Right? Uh, I think she'll pause for a moment. He notices the pause. His smile kind of... Yes, Jack. She's purposely going to spit venom on some of the words. Yes, Jack. I'll tell you everything 
I hope so, dear. This is how our relationship works. I tell you things. You tell me things. We watch each other. You really tell me anything? I have the feeling that you just want me to stick around because this place would be run into the ground without me. Oh, my dear, I know what a valuable asset you are. Don't ever get me wrong, but... Don't look at my butt that way. I always do. But no, I'll let you talk to your friends. And then just let me know what's going on. What's... This is... I am concerned for this town. Uh, I didn't create it out of nothing for it to be torn apart by strange happenings. Which is why you should let the four of us deal with it so that your town can keep on going. Oh, and by the way, Penna Baker wants to take over the entire town. I know you think that'll never happen, um, but he is like sleazy beyond sleazy can be, and I have had many an experience with sleaze. He's a shimmermy banker who fancies himself a businessman. I'm not that concerned about him. I don't know. He he tried to court me pretty hard, Jack. You might have to watch out. I would be more concerned about him if he wasn't smart enough to do that. But I know. I know those that are loyal. No, 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 no. He was... He did it. I said no. I'd rather take the devil I know than the devil I don't. And that's why I like you, Delilah. You like to keep your friends close and... Your enemies no. closer? Uh-oh. No, it's your enemies close and your friends closer, but nice try, Jack. Anyway, I'm going to go speak to my friends who one of them seems to have disappeared. I see that myself. <laughs> and she'll she'll turn on her heels and walk, like, very, very purposely out the door. And I walk away. Delilah has had a conversation with Jack. And then uh, Hudson... What are you up to first thing this morning? Um, Hudson probably got ready to leave and explained to Minnie that he's might be gone again for a while. An unofficial deputy sheriff business, which I'm sure goes swimmingly when he tells her, but then he'll make his way to the original. I think that Minnie's biggest uh, regret is she wants to come with you, but there's some other things that she's attending to today. And yeah. they're all very time sensitive. And so she has to take care of that and can't accompany you. And she's very concerned for your safety because she knows how bad things get when you two aren't together. Things are her very bad. Mm-hmm. And then he'll make his way over to the original because he kind of assumes that's our quote-unquote unofficial meeting place. All right. So you uh you've come through the, the doors as uh you see Kelts nursing a cup of coffee and Delilah is descending the stairs from upstairs coming back down into the main room. Morning. Good morning, deputy. Where can I give me some of that coffee? I'll get another cup. Should I just bring a whole uh whole pot out might as well she'll go get the uh the percolator from the the stove and bring it out with some glasses for 
I don't think she'll drink because I think she actually got a good night's sleep. And I don't think she really likes coffee, the taste of coffee. Um, but she'll bring a cup out for Padre, Padre Jerry, and um, one out for Hudson. All right. If Jerry hasn't uh, made it yet, he hasn't shown up just yet, but you assume that he's probably going to make his way here at some point. So she right hopes now, so. So right so now she- it's just the three of you. So we might have a problem. A problem? Yeah, Jack wants to know what the hell is going on. And I might have asked for more time off. Forgetting that I bought some stuff to maybe disguise myself as a guy and head out of here. I mean, if worse comes to worse, we could come up with a story. I mean, we could just say it's none of his business. But... He thinks the town is his. Well, he founded the town and has this fatherly instinct for the town. Well, what's going on isn't in town. It's outside of town. Yeah, but he sells the claims. It, it It's weird. Well, he can just deal with it. And in charge. Jack is expecting me to tell him some form of the truth or at least feed him some information i may have told him about the walking dead what why because i didn't expect i didn't expect him to believe me and i'm not entirely sure he does because i totally should have rolled psychoanalysis and i didn't well just tell him more about the walking dead i think you're muted who me no, oh, we can't hear counts. Go. I happened to look down. I saw your mouth moving. I'm like, I think he's muted. <laughs> Just tell him we ate some mushrooms on the trail that made us see some things, and we found some more of the sap. I mean, that's believable. We made. We. Did, I mean, we actually did. We did actually find. So that's not a lie. We didn't lie. I mean, I'm not entirely bad at lying, though. That is a thing I can do. Do you really, like, in in your heart of hearts, do you know what happened while we were out there? I mean, I'm missing a chunk of my memory. Does any, any of us, can we actually say what really went on out there? I mean, I think he thinks I think I saw what I saw. I mean, he did make that comment. We could always just go with a, we don't really know what we saw, Jack. We're going to go take another look. I mean, I told him I wanted time off to protect the town. I thought that was going to be good enough for him to just let me go. Well, I mean, we did check on the Owen brothers. I mean, we got got to investigate that a little more. I mean, I did tell him that I am now the rightful owner of the claim. And that no one else is allowed to go there. Which ultimately means probably other people are going to end up there. Now, that's a good point right there. Do you even need to work for him anymore now that you have that? I mean, I did spend a large spend a large chunk of it yesterday getting supplies for us and trail rations and dynamite in case we need more. And... I don't know. I was trying to think of all the stuff we might need so that we don't have to come back to town before we finish this. 
Look, why don't we just tell him that what we're going to do is going to save the town? I tried to tell him that, that we were going, I needed time off to go save the town, and then he wanted more information. Well, tell him. And if anyone's going to tell him a fabricated story and have it be believable, it's going to be me. Man, ain't going to be Jerry. He'd probably tell him the truth. He, or feel really guilty and spontaneously combust it with divi divine energy. Well, I mean, is he not letting you leave unless we tell him? Or I, He didn't exactly say. <clears throat> there still is the option for me to sneak out. So, no offense here, Delilah, but how much do you cost for the day? Are you thinking about buying me so we can go out of town? Because that's not typically what someone does when they pay for me. I mean, I'm all about an adventure, you know, whatever suits your fancy there, Lucas. Yes. It don't it don't matter if we go upstairs or what if I pay, he can't really have much to say about the matter, can he? I mean, no, probably not. And if I really wanted to, I could be like, I'm buying my own time, thank you, Jack. <clears throat> That, that's kind of what, if, if he's going to be a problem keeping us from leaving. No, run, he's going to be a problem keeping me from leaving. You guys are not under his thumb. And so I say we just pay him off and make him be quiet for the day. I got I this. Mean, I say we just leave now. Just drop whatever money I have left on the table. Oh, did I forget... Did I forget to mention I bought a horse, too? So why don't we just leave? He ain't down here. Because I still have to go upstairs, and he's upstairs? And he's what do you have to go upstairs for? Um, do I look like I have any weapons on me? I thought you'd be a little bit more aware of this there, deputy. Well, you got your boots on, and now you keep a knife down there. Yeah, well, I bought a gun, and I have Jed's gun. I'd like to have a gun on me. Well, I need to go upstairs. I, have to. I could just go get it. One of us can go get your stuff. I think that that would be even more suspicious than me going back to my room. Whatever, I'm offering solutions. And then he's just going to start sipping his coffee. I got an idea. And... I'm going to take my, my duster off and my hat and just, like, drape it over Delilah and the button, the top button. And the ghost and train goes put, by. Put the hat on her to where and is kind of, like, pull it down real far over her. Like, awkwardly looking. There. He, he won't know who you are. You go get your things. Come on back down here and we'll, we'll get out of here before he knows what's going on. I hate the train track. Sorry, I'm being thoroughly <laughs> distracted by this. Um, I feel like I could move more quietly not in your giant duster. But not that I don't appreciate the, uh, the sentiment. So she'll take the duster and the hat back off. Mm -hmm. And she's going to sneak upstairs. All right, so you can roll me a stealth check to sneak upstairs. All oh, right. Fuck. So, uh, and as we cut away to Jeremiah, 
who is uh jeremiah you wake up in the morning in your yep. tent your books are probably scattered around maybe you fell asleep I... reading probably that's what i figure you look around the sun's up people are starting to kind of hustle and bustle outside the tent what do you do uh i think i'm gonna, I'm gonna get my i don't think i like unpacked my actual bag that i had earlier so i picked that up and i'm gonna put the book that i found in there just in case and i'm probably gonna head down with sancho towards the uh the saloon okay um you're as you're making your way toward the saloon um down the street just uh roll me a spot hidden check oh god <laughs> okay oh hey all right so you're you're walking along with sancho kind of in tow and you're you kind of get a block or two from your tent and you're kind of toward the, you know, the, the outskirt of town a little bit on the Northern side. Um, and you sort of like stretch in first thing in the morning and you sort of look over and you see this small tree. It's this like small kind of dead looking tree kind of behind one of the tents, a little ways down from your tent that you've never seen there before. It just looks like maybe like a, a dead bush or something that's just sort of been left uncared for and just sitting there. Now, we saw those trees with the sap in them. You did Would I be see. able to tell if it's the same type of tree? Um, looking at it from here, it doesn't look like it. The trees that you saw where okay. the sap was coming out of were like much bigger trees that looked like they had exploded from the center. And like had shattered outward and bark and everything was all over the ground. Hmm. Hmm. Can I go check it out? All right. So you, so, uh, you kind of look at it and you go to step over and kind of head toward it. And then you hear, uh, from behind you, uh, watch out, watch out, coming through, coming through. And you get startled by, uh, another gentleman who uh you know his name is Bert Anders and uh he's a prospector who has a claim kind of up to the northeast of town uh and he's kind of coming by with like a little cart getting kind of pulled along by his horse behind him mm. and you know you kind of move aside out of the way as he's passing and you see um in the back of the cart it looks like there's a, a body laid out in there oh uh do i recognize who it is um just give me another spot hidden as it's going by and looking over you look over the edge see if you can recognize who this is okay reopen that character sheet real quick oh wow nice all right so you you lean up and kind of like look over the edge of this little cart and look at you get a closer look at the body and uh you kind of pause for a second and you see, that looks like uh, Melvin Clegg. Last time you saw Ooh. him, he was on the back of Sancho. Uh, but he is, like, missing. Like, the, the top of his head looks like it's been, like, scalped. And uh, it's sort of lying, like, on his <gasps> chest as he's going by. Shit. <laughs> Andrew sort of looks at you and is like, 
Yeah, found him dead laying off the side of the trail. Figured I'd bring him into town. I think there's a price on his head. Oh. I think he uh, ran afoul of some of the locals out there, and they uh, they did him in and kind of scalped him. Mm, it seems that way. Mm-hmm. Hmm. How you doing today, Preacher? Uh, I pointed the tree. Have you seen that tree before? He looks over your shoulder. He goes, what tree? Oh, fuck. <laughs> you look back. There's no tree. Oh, I'm just pulling a prank on you. I'm going to go to the saloon now. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, Preacher. I like that one. I'm going to go collect me some money off this guy. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm going crazy. Alright, great. Easiest 50 bucks I'm ever going to make. That's a lot of money. Holy shit. I know. <laughs> I kind of feel, feel good about this too because him and his brother tried to tried to take me out and take my claim about three months back. So, you oh. know, you know that thing they call karma? Well, <laughs> karma got him. <laughs> it seems that way. Hmm. Have a have a nice day, and he kind of yeah. come on horse, and he heads up the road with the cart pulled behind <laughs> His name's him. Horse, horse. The horse is just horse. <laughs> well, that's fun, great, and the ghost that Jack keeps seeing has its scalp gone too, right? Yes. Oh, okay, that's good, great. Okay. Yeah, I'll head to the Paw Heaton original. Yep. All right, so you and Sancho. Hasten your step and head to the Paw Heaton. Great. Uh, you come through the door and you see uh, Hudson and Lucas sitting at a table. Uh, coffee cups. Uh, coffee in front of them. You see, you look over and you see Delilah three quarters of the way up the stairs. And then um, Sneaky Pete yells, Hey, Delilah! Thanks again! I appreciate it. Don't tell Jack though. And then the maybe door... you shouldn't yell from in this the tavern all the way up the stairs. And you hear the door creak at the top of the stairs, and Jack says, "Don't tell Jack what." Pete, shut up. Uh, sorry, bub. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go refill the restock the bar. Bye. And he disappears around the corner. <laughs> How much I love working here. She'll bat her eyelashes. Jack smiles. He says, well, I already knew that. So, yeah. Why don't you come uh, um, have a conversation with us at the table? He looks down. Ah, good. Good cup of coffee. Where'd Pete go? Shit, I'll get the whiskey for the coffee. He walks down the stairs. He's still in his pajamas. Just walking down. He hasn't dressed yet. He kind of walks over, goes behind the bar and grabs out a bottle of whiskey, comes back over, pours like three three quarters of a cup of whiskey, and then pours some coffee on top of it. Swirls it. So, good morning. Is it though? Can we get rid of Pete? Like, can he we just fire him? Oh, what? I know. I know. She's talking to, to Jack. Oh. Can we fire Pete? Uh, He's been nothing but a thorn in our sides. Uh, Pete's, Pete's useful to keep around. 
I make Pete do the things that other people don't want to do. Okay, fine. Good morning, Padre. Uh, morning. Hey. How your morning's going? Uh, I love Sneaky Pete. He's my favorite. Jack Snickers. Uh, I guess they, um, they found a claim jumper out of the trail. He, uh, was missing his scalp like that ghost you're always saying you saw, uh, Jack. What claim jumper? Uh, <laughs> starts sweating. I think his name was Cle Clegg? Clegg. You're gonna kind of... Is that clay like C A L Y or K E L G G or? I, I, I don't know. Actually, well, Sancho, Sancho's clay. No, 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 no. That's I, I. Who knows? I, I don't know. You know, I think I remember seeing a wanted poster for that guy. <clears throat> Up in the jail. Jack... Did it say dead or alive? It eh, did. It did probably. say dead or alive. It did. Jack okay. says, uh, Clegg, you mean like Trapper Clegg and his, uh, his brother and associates. Those, uh, uh making trouble around, uh, the outskirts of town? That's what it sounded like, yeah. you saying, yeah, you're saying what? Trapper's dead? Somebody brought him in to turn in the, the bounty? Correct. That's what it looked like. Well, looks like somebody's going to be uh, rich today. $75, $75 is a mighty bounty for a claim jumper, but... Who'd, uh, who did you see bringing him in, if I could inquire, Padre? I didn't catch the name. I oh. don't I'm sorry to hear that. I'll have to... Pete! Pete. Oh, restock at the bar! He's like, you can do that later. Go, uh, eavesdrop. At the, uh, number two location. Let me know who it is, okay? Who's, uh, who's visiting today. Does Delilah know the code? Yes, you do. You know that he means the jail. Hmm. Although I guess it's pretty safe to assume that that... I think that... we all kind of put that one together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Pete's like, all right! And he looks at the deputy and he's like, I'll be back. See you, Jack. <laughs> Bye, Delilah! And he runs out the door. Should have shanked. Should have... Would, uh, would Lucas know we were talking about... Is it is it the same Clegg that, that got yanked off the, the donkey? It is. It depends on how in detail Jeremiah goes as to who it is. I, I think I probably would have would have just said the name mm -hmm. okay. and, and act like I don't know who this person is, but I know like he's a claim jumper. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You know, yeah. 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 So, so uh, you definitely get the impression he's talking about Melvin, who was last seen riding yeah. Sancho. Trapper was one of the zombies, right? He was. Yeah. Yep. Okay. That's what I thought. Oh. 
how far is the the jail from the from the original? Uh, it's a few blocks away. <clears throat> I think um, Lucas would probably want to go too, to go see him. Can can I go scurry off with Pete? Sure, mm -hmm. if you want to get up and kind of head off. Before I go, I'm going to lean into Hudson and, and I'm going to ask, uh, it, th there's no law against shooting a dead man, is there? <laughs> no, he's already dead. All right, then. I'll be right back, y'all. I'm going to go with Pete because I want to see the I want to see the body. All right, so Lucas kind of tears off after Pete, and uh, you see Jack watch him go. He takes a big swig. Where's he getting off to in such a hurry? Eh, you know, Lucas. No, I don't really know him all that well, actually. Well, we're in getting to know each other this week. Let's just keep it that way, then. Ah. Lawman. Yes? Delilah's got some t tall tales about your excursion. What can you tell me about your adventures at the Owens Silver Claim? Well, what I can tell you is that Owens weren't there and we found the deed. And, mm. well, Delilah found the deed. So I believe that means it's hers now. I mean, she has the deed. It's just she a does. matter of a little bit of paperwork and I can handle that for Delilah. Yeah, name's all hers. Anything else interesting happen? Um... Uh, some dead guys tried to get us, but we took care of that. <sighs> How did you know they were dead if they were walking around? Oh, well, they seemed pretty dead. And and we to shot them, you know, kind of shot them a couple of times and they didn't did. fall down. Well, hmm. I mean, I've been shot a couple of times and I'm not dead. Or but am like, I? Well, like in the head. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, also set them on fire. Actually, thanks, yeah. Terry. Yeah, like there, something right is the extent of what we're saying. That's the impression I'm getting. So, yeah. Yeah. how did you end up at the Owen Silver Mine if you went to collect Jed? And I know that Jed's claim is up the river, and on the western bank. Well, we wanted to investigate why the Owens brothers hadn't come into town. People were concerned about him. Yeah, Jack, you told me to look into it. Oh, I was just making sure you were listening. Yeah, like you told me. Get out of here, Jack. He's going to kind of just like playfully be like, get out of here. It's good to know that the law is paying attention to what I have to say. Yeah, I, I pay attention. I knew. Don't you worry. Hmm. I'm just concerned for all of you. I don't know if you saw what you think you saw or if this Jed fellow has been putting something in more drinks than just Pharaoh's. I think at that, Delilah is immediately going to tense up like she's going to do something she regrets. Yeah, Hudson's gonna kind of lean back like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Pick my coffee up off the table. 
<laughs> yeah, pick the coffee up and hold it. <laughs> I like Delilah has this like do domineering present that when she ten tenses up. Also, she's just feisty. That That's true. Yeah. yeah I mean, like, that is true. He's like, oh shit. She's a badass. I get it. It's fine. Mm. <laughs> uh, see, he didn't. We didn't drink anything Jed gave us. That's true. Yeah. So you know what? You don't have to believe us. That's your prerogative. I mean, I did tell you you weren't going to believe us. I mean, I'm not one to to talk. I I did see a ghost, so these things these things can happen. I'm just exactly. saying. It's... Uh, where was it again? You you said you saw the ghost, Jack. Well, I uh, was. Uh, I know you like telling the story. I was up uh up near where the dam is. We had uh just finished construction on the dam not too long before, and I was uh investigating a couple new claims possibilities up that way, and I was all by myself. I was panning in the river looking to see what kind of luck I'd have in this area so that I knew what kind of a price I could put on the claim. And I, as I lifted my, my, my pan, I was sifting the water. I saw something out of my peripheral vision and I looked up and there standing on the rise was a figure blood dripping down eyes, dark and sunken bleeding from the mouth, holding his own scalp in his hand, looking down at me. That sounds awfully like a walking dead there, Jack. Are you <laughs> sure it was a ghost? Well, it was there one minute, and then it was gone the next. Like it discorporated into nothing. It's a good word. Is, is the dam anywhere near where we were yes, the other day? So you know that the dam is... It's further up to the west from town. Like you guys went north mm. and followed the creek up. It's... To the west. So we were near more Humboldt than yes. Is. Okay. Yeah, it's it's up toward uh Stratton Peak. Yeah. Okay. Oh, of course he names a peak after himself. Yeah, I the dam, the peak. Yeah. He and he thinks he owns the town. It's fine. <laughs> That's what we do here. There you are. Well, Jack, you saw a ghost. We saw Walking Dead. Let's just call it even. Fair enough. So meanwhile, Lucas, you uh, run after Sneaky Pete. Um, he kind of uh, double times it up the street and kind of heads uh, like the long way around to kind of come up behind the jail. Uh, but you do see as you kind of follow the main street in that direction, uh, you see a cart wheeling its way up, kind of coming to a stop in front of the jail as you're kind of catching up to it. And you see uh, a fellow kind of walk over. And he just sort of knocks at the front door and the sheriff kind of opens the door and he motions him out to come to the cart as you're approaching. Well, morning, Sheriff. Sheriff looks um, over. He's like, you again. Yes, me again. Uh, morning. This is going to seem a little odd, but uh, I need you all to trust me a little bit here. Mind if I see what's in the back of the cart? The uh, gentleman with the sheriff turns around and he's like, Hey there, Bert Anders. I um, uh, found this uh, this here gentleman uh, off on the side of the, of the trails. I was coming back down to town for my claim. This here is a claim jumper, and I'm uh, collecting the uh, the bounty on his head this morning. 
Well, that's a that's a fortunate tale for you, sir. That's a, a good bit of easy money, it sounds like. <clears throat> Sheriff, this bounty here uh, is dead or alive bounty. Uh, yes, it is. It's uh gets paid whether you bring them in dead or alive. And is there there any stipulation involved that would uh, regulate the the condition of the body when it was returned here to you for him to claim his bounty? Um, it has to be identifiable as the uh, the outlaw that we are unquestionably looking for. Is it? The sheriff kind of walks over, takes a look, see, walks back inside, kind of reaches inside and pulls the paper off the wall, comes back and does kind of a quick look. Yeah, I'd say that one looks more like uh, Melvin Clegg than his brother Trapper. That's a that's a fifty gold uh, fifty dollar bounty right there. All right, so the gentleman gets paid now. He brought the bounty in. Uh, yes, he does. That's just like yesterday. That's how it worked for you. Now, this is the weird part. I need you guys to go with me here, okay? You might want to cover your all your all ears. They both look at each other and look back at you with questioning look. Like, what? Just cover your ears. <laughs> or don't. It don't matter. And I'm going to pull my gun out. And I'm just going to point blank shoot the body in the head twice. The, uh, Bert Anders... Like, as you pull your gun out, you see him go, oh my god! And he just drops to the ground and covers his whole head. And is, like, down, as far down on the ground as he can get. I surrender! I surrender! And as quick as I pull the shot, I'm going to hold my hand up with my finger kind of holding in the trigger guard. So I'm not being, I don't want to come off as menacing to the sheriff. I'm going to tell him, look, now if I were you, I would... Remove that head. I know there's kind of a, a theme going here with you and I, but remove that head, bury it away from the body, and set both of them on fire. He, like, as you say this and your hands are up, he had literally done the, like, coat back, gun out, like, flicked it, and, and didn't have it pointed at you, but had it, like, kind of, like, readied. And the look on his face, and then as your hands go up and you look less threatening... He keeps the gun out, but he's got it down kind of at his leg. And he's just looking at you and he's like, son, I don't know you. You're, you're a visitor here, but I don't understand shooting a dead man in the head and then wanting to burn the body. Is he, just, is he diseased? It, yes. He's, he's so. what is it? Smallpox? I don't know, but. Is it all... like a plague or something? Y'all are wasting time asking questions when some stranger comes up and tells you to cut something's head off and bury it and burn it. You probably should just go ahead and do it. Bert's like, before you bury it, can I get my $50, $50 so that I know I got paid, please, sir? It's like, you're getting paid. It's fine. He uh, slowly holsters the gun. I holster mine. And he kind of puts the coat back and he's like, I mean, we can feed it to the pig if we need to. I reckon that would work. Feed That's... all of it to the pig. <laughs> Just feed the whole thing. It's probably going to cost you probably $2 for him to take the whole body. Well, here, this one's on me then, and I'll I'll give him I'll give him $5. I think I have that much left. All right. Uh and as you're handing it to him, do me a favor, roll me a spot hidden check. Mm -hmm. 
All right. So you uh, hand him the money and he kind of gives you a nod and he's like, okay, Mr. Uh, Mr. Anders, sir, we're going to, I'm going to have you take this money and take this cart over and you're going to take it over to the pig farm and you just give him the money and tell him the sheriff sent you. And that extra money is for you to make sure you stay there and watch that whole thing get eaten. He says, all right. He takes the other money. And he says, am I $50? The sheriff's like, God forbid. Goes inside, isn't there for a second, comes back out and slaps down the money to him. There's your payment for the bounty. Now, go and take care of the rest of that business, sir. The sheriff just looks at you. Sheriff, I would like to thank you for not shooting me. You're welcome. And I hope you have a nice morning. And I'm just going to turn on my heels and walk back to the original. All right. And so you walk away. And I think as uh, Lucas shows back up at the original in a bit, as you all are still sitting with Jack, who has not left your sides and is still trying Mm -hmm. to figure out what is going on here, I think we might... uh, end this for tonight and come back next time okay and you guys decide what you're gonna oh, do god. <laughs> oh god jack needs to realize delilah's just gonna leave <laughs> i she think he course. might know she literally doesn't need him for anything anymore like that's what i'm saying i think you uh you've you've become an independent businesswoman now have you not here here's the thing she enjoys her job she mm. enjoys performing Start we'll see how food. it plays out. Yep. All right. Because she might just threaten Jack if she doesn't. And I'm going to just go over to Pennebaker and drive you into the ground. Oh. Dang. She's feisty. Giving, Y'all said it. I, yeah. You're giving, you're giving the keeper all kinds of ideas. I'm watching Jeanette's face just go. <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah. it's fine. Whatever. Good. Good. I am, I'm an agent of chaos, I've decided, when I play games. So I. <laughs> Alright, so let's do uh let's do some plugs if we have them and then we'll uh be on our way for this evening. So why don't we start with Brooke? Hi. You can find me in Theater Nerd at all the places. I'm here every other Monday playing Call of Cthulhu. Every Sunday I'm over on the SS Adventure. I can never remember the name of that channel. Playing Dungeons and Dragons. On next week, Monday, I'm on my own channel playing a Ravnica game that if you're a fan of magic at all, you might want to tune into. Not that I'm... uh, Because it'll be interesting and fun, and I'm probably spoiling too much. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm pretty much theater nerd 221 in all of the places, so you can find me there. Chat with me. I'm in the Discord. Excellent. And how about Dylan? What do you got going on, Dylan? Well, howdy, everybody. Hi. I'm Dylan. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at KKRP2. Um, Thursdays uh, at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on twitch.tv slash PowerSquareRPG. Uh, you can find me doing Waffle Talk, where we talk about uh, the D&D show Dice Camera Action, uh, which Chris Perkins runs on Tuesdays. Um and Saturdays on Power Square RPG at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, you can find me playing Waterdeep Dungeon of the Mad Mage, 
which we're going to be doing the third session of. Uh, uh, Jamie can tell you more about that. <laughs> Ask Ken Jeanette, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. All right, so Jamie, how about you tell us some more? Um, well, before we get into that, on Sundays at noon Eastern time on twitch.tv slash katieface, we're playing Mission Unbearable, a six-session-long Honey Heist game. We're going to be on session five, so we're nearing the end, and the bears have to break into a human's house to steal back the honey. We'll see Nothing how that goes. Go Nothing can go wrong with that. No. no. <laughs> and on Saturdays on Power Score RPG at 3 p.m., like Dylan said, Dungeon of the Mad Mage, where I'm guesting as Sunspot, a monk who last session died. Full-on Die died. Insta and died. I insta died. And I laughed pretty hard about it, but then they brought me back. So. I was gonna say shortest gift spot ever. Way to go, Jamie. It was like an hour into the game when I yep, died. way to go, buddy. And then they revived me because we were still on the first level. <laughs> I screamed. Me. We were in like the first room we actually checked out too. <laughs> yep. Insta dead. It was funny. You should watch it because I just started <laughs> laughing and clapping. And Jeanette screamed. <laughs> yep. Anything else going on, Jamie? Nope, that's, that's it. All right. How about Celts? So, yeah, um, I'm the Celts. I'm here every other Monday, as you guys probably already know. Um, every Tuesday, I play in a Vampire the Masquerade game, which we're actually wrapping up here pretty soon. Uh, Crusader Thorns. Um, that's Tuesdays on Soul Bear RPG. Um, and then, of course, the uh, the other Chronicles, the Sabat and Camarilla games are on Welcome to the Party RPG. That's uh, Wednesday nights for Camarilla, 8 p.m. Eastern. And then uh, Saturday at 12 noon Eastern, also on Welcome to the Party, is a Sabat game. Um, they're going to be doing something kind of fun, actually. They're going to do, like, kind of a Talking Dead type show. It's going to be called Talking Thorns. Ooh where all the players are going to be on one stream with all the global storytellers all together and we're going to be fielding like an AMA kind of a thing so if you have any questions about the show or want to ask about the game any of that stuff they're pulling um <clears throat> questions from Twitter using hashtag talking thorns so oh, cool. if you wanted to chime in or do any of that stuff you can interact with us that way and that that's still to be determined on the date but but I'm sure if you watch the Twitter, it's going to be all over. But, but yeah, had fun as always. Thank you, Jeanette. Thank you guys. That was yeah. cool. I, I like shooting dead things or mutilating dead things. Seems to be Lucas's kind of deal. So we're just shooting things. Yeah, yeah. The gun smoke, you know. Yes, um, and I'm Jeanette. Um, this is my channel, Uncanny Adventures. Uh, you can find what? me here. I know, right? It's crazy. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm still shocked by it. Yep. So, um, I know I had no idea, but yep. So every other Monday here at 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern time, we are playing this game. Who knows what will happen next time? Now that Jack Jack is uh, kind of looming over the the group and becoming more inquisitive as to your actions and what's happening. Um, and um, also, you can find me on Power Score RPG at 3 p.m. on Saturdays with Dylan and Jamie. Um, my rogue is hating magic and hating dungeons. So yeah, that's happening. And Sundays, um, part of the Honey Heist 
group. I'm the uh, unhinged honey badger thief. So, I mean, everything could go wrong because I'm with the party. <laughs> and um, starting in a week uh, on this coming Sunday at 4.30 p.m., we're going to have a new D&D 5e pirate adventure on this channel. So 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, we're going to have some pirates. There may be a pirate in this group right here. No, surely not. Possibly one. Uh, so yeah, that's what's going on right now. So thank you to everybody who hung out. Thank you guys for playing. Um, I'm excited to see what happens Arr. next. Uh, like all the in-town shenanigans and... Ah, oh, so many people, so much time. Um, but yeah, so... You guys cannot let me forget that I bought gifts for everybody, too. Yes. Oh, yes. And, um... Uh, we will see everybody next time so two weeks and thank you everybody have a nice time have a good week and take care of yourselves goodbye Bye. Bye. see you